Blog Talk Radio. I want to welcome everybody on um, (laughs) Vibe Time with Jerry. I am sitting over here trying to figure out how to run three things at one time, so y'all will have to bear with me because I'm just now starting to use um, StreamYard, which because I got tired of my show lagging. I know I explained that once before, but my show was lagging. I was getting tired of it. So I was like, I'm going to sit over here and try to do StreamYard and figure that out. So that is what I am trying to do. Can't post comments to Facebook. So anyway, I've got John Stevens holding on the line and we're going to talk paranormal talk and we're going to have some adventures this weekend too. So let me take him off of mute because I'm trying to do three things at once. Hello? Hello? I'll tell you what, this is a pain in my butt. <laughs> uh, I, I wish I was... Uh able to help, but I am probably worse at this kind of thing than you are. So if that's Yeah, possible. I'm trying to navigate. I've got blog talk pulled up. So hopefully I don't do something stupid with that. And then I've got I've got everything pulled up on my laptop. I've got blog talk on the laptop, StreamYard and then Facebook. And I can't I don't know if people are tuned in on Facebook or not because I can't it's not letting me see the comments. It's just real weird. There's like a lag time even with StreamYard to me. And that's that's yeah, what I'm trying to prevent the show itself. I was hoping you would be able to uh, tell me what comments were out there. but Well, I might be able to. I just, right now, I'm not seeing. It's showing where there's nobody, like, it's showing that there's two people that liked it, but there's zero people tuned in right now because I had to go in and go back out. So if, um, I guess as people, as the show comes back on, I had like five or six people that were tuned in already. So they'll probably come back on. I just had to cut it off for a minute. So I should be able to see, you know, as people come on, I should be able to see if they got comments or questions for you. Right. Well, I'm just trying to learn We can talk paranormal stuff or stuff that – how do we always do it? We go back in time a little bit and discuss what we've we've done the last few weeks or since the last mm-hmm. time we talked. Yep. 
Yeah, or um, sometimes like yeah, that's how we pretty much started off uh, off on is what we've done. Yeah, you, I, you know, I know that we had a uh, a Halloween uh, kind of get together, um, and a lot of people showed up at the uh, cabin on 360, and and we mm-hmm. had a good time uh, that night. That was a very busy week. There were a lot of things going on. Obviously, the last part of really the whole month of October, but especially as it got closer to Halloween, it just got to be crazy. I mean, there was stuff going on even even during the middle of the week, and and all the uh, paranormal teams that were doing stuff. It was hard to keep up with everybody, but right. you know. Um, there's a you know it's just a good time of year to uh to to do stuff in the paranormal world um and to see new places and do things and and you and I had actually uh ended up going to uh, Rosewell as well yeah and uh, Rosewell is a uh is a really favorite place of ours. I know that, and and yeah. it didn't disappoint again this year. Um, it, it really by letting us go down. For those that don't know Rosewell, it's in Gloucester, and it's a uh, a uh, an active place, but it's the ruins of an old mansion uh, that was there. Uh, that was uh, burnt down in a fire in the early 1900s, and it was a place where Thomas Jefferson um, had visited and and knew very well. And then, of course, with it, uh, you know, with it being as old as it is, it, it, it it's had its share of tragedy and death uh, on the property and in the house and stuff, and and so. With that, there's been a lot of paranormal things going on, and and uh, this year, um, for the first time, uh, they let us go. There's a cellar that's still intact underneath the ruins, and they let us go in there. With the and bat. It was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, with the bat. With um, the bat. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, the bats, uh, they quickly got out of there. They didn't want to be in there with humans, that's for sure. Um, yeah. I got some close-up pictures of those bats. I know you did too, didn't you? Yeah, well, um, I, I don't think I was trying to, but I was trying to hopefully, uh, you know, capture something other than that because there was something that was uh, paranormal that happened in that well something tragic that happened in that cellar and yeah. uh, a lot oh, of yeah. people have paranormal things so the story there are a lot of stories and I love uh, the stories that come out of it and, and they um, they didn't disappoint this year there was a there were good good crowds and good weather yeah. More important. Oh um, heck yeah! So then, uh, gosh, I can't, um, I can't think of what 
what we might have done after that. Kind of leading up to that, though, the, a couple of weeks before that, I had a chance to go to Culpeper on a couple of different occasions within about a week of each other. I went and uh, Culpeper Paranormal uh, got together and did a uh, with the graffiti house there at Brandy Station. And if anyone's never been to, to been to Brandy Station or to, or to that part of Culpeper, I highly recommend it because there's a lot of Civil War history, but right there on that street where the graffiti house is, right next door to it, is uh, Fleetwood Church, which is being renovated. So they had an event going on at Fleetwood Church. At the same time, there was a event totally separate going on at the graffiti house, which was right next door. Right. And at the graffiti house, there was a uh, an investigation um that was going on and uh it, I got to stay um and watch uh well got to stay for the second part of that investigation. Uh, Paul Shields with Culpepper Paranormal invited me to stick around and and of course mm-hmm. I did and and uh we we had a blast because when when things are going good and you have a lot of a lot of things happening. It can be, um, it can be, you know, real exciting. Um, right. And so, then I went back about a week later, and there was the, uh, again, Culpeper Paranormal had teamed up with the Historical Society of Culpeper, and they did a, a walking downtown ghost tour, um, right. which was really cool because it was. Uh, the historians there uh, led us down the streets, and they would stop and talk about particular buildings and what may have happened. And um, Culpeper Paranormal had had investigated several of the places, and they would tell what they experienced. Now, there was one place in particular, uh, one of the oldest buildings um, in the in the city, and it was used as a um, the basement was used as a prison, changed hands, changed sides during the Civil War multiple times. More than any town uh, during the Civil War, I forgot how many times it changed. So literally, it would be uh, under the control of the Confederates uh, one month, and then the next month, the, the Union would run the Confederates out and be in charge and such and such. And so it just went back and forth. Well, the same building was used as a prison. The basement was. And uh, they played the audio of a, uh, during an investigation that they, ca- that they, they did went down at that basement. And it was freaking amazing. And it was so clear and loud. And, um, and they said that the people that have run it in the in the past, and it, it's been like a bar and stuff like that, that their stuff goes on there all the time. So it was a great walking tour. Again, the weather really cooperated. It was really nice and pleasant. And got to walk around. The, anybody that's been to Culpeper at night and had a chance to walk around that city, it's a really cool little town. Um, and uh, that's a very... Um, 
one of those places in Virginia that you can that the that the Civil War has had a major impact on the paranormal world in Virginia. So, um, I I thought it was interesting. Uh, I, I for y'all out there, I got to see uh, see Jerry at the uh, Oyster Festival, and yeah. That's and, right. Um, that was the other thing, I, the oyster festival. Yeah, down in Urbana. And do what? I said we lasted. I lasted out there. I was out there most of the day, but the crowd was so large, I didn't see you anymore. Oh, I know, and and I don't even know what the crowd was like on Saturday. This was on a Friday, which is supposed to be a light day as far as the crowd, and the crowd was good on Friday. The weather, weather really helped out too it was very very calm and pleasant Our Saturday yeah. it looked like it was going to be worse a lot worse yes yeah, Saturday it rained towards the tail end and to me it didn't it wasn't as busy as I've seen past Oyster Festival so I don't know if people didn't get the memo if they didn't think that we were having it, but it just seems slower to me. You know, I mean, I've been to them since, what, 2000, so they seem slow this year, even yeah. on Saturday. And well, there were less we, visitors. Uh, to the uh, the Ralph Wormley house. And <laughs> and I, I, I went in there, and for those that don't know that, it's a very – probably the oldest place in Urbana, um, but also probably the most haunted. And it's a, now a, a some type of shop. Um, and we went in there and, and walked around. And, of course, I wish I could have uh, been able to go upstairs or anything like that. But that was the first time I'd ever been in there. And, of course, it's quite different than what it was. A couple of years ago Have when you, it was on the market. When you've been in there? Yeah, I've never been in there before. Yeah. But did you feel anything when you went in there? No, no. Um, and there were some other people in there, and it was, I guess, um, it was kind of, it was wide open, you know. They had, they had the doors in there. They made you wear a mask. Um right. Stuff like that. So, uh, and it was I was not, I guess, buying anything either. Right. Uh, but it's not to say that they weren't um, having a good day of business with a with the crowd the way it was. So. Right. But there's, you know, October is is uh, can be crazy like that with so many things going on. Um, you know, uh, November and December, it really kind of, kind of falls off the earth. You know, nothing, nothing really uh, happens. But we have a chance uh, this weekend to go to uh, uh, one of our favorite places, the Manor House down in down in Williamsburg, where we'll be with David Flowers Saturday night. Yeah, I'm trying to decide. With the Manor House, it's the Manor House, right? Am I saying it right? I don't know yeah, why I always want to say. Manor. 
right. Manor House. Yeah, the yeah the Manor House at Powhatan Plantation. So. Yeah. House. I always want to say Manor, just like with Rosewell. I always mess up and say Roswell. I mess those names up, but yeah, I'm trying to decide if I want to wear a wig or not Saturday. Right. Well, you know, um, I, ho- I hope he has a good crowd. Of course, he he tends to. Uh, you We're know, talking about sometimes. It- or it, it it shocks you that sometimes there it'll be odd it'll be nobody there one week uh, for his tours and then the next week it's I think he tops them out at at told me he was going to uh, start capping them at under thirty twenty five people or something like that um, because one night this summer he had forty or close to 50 people in a in a tour and that's way too many people to be in that house. Um well, he, he's, how, he's how cool pretty good at what he's 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 actually tuned in now and I told him that we were talking about him. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's one of those places that um again has a lot of history on the property. A lot of things have gone on in that house and stuff and uh, you know, I've I've had paranormal experiences in there. Um, believe me, I have, and uh, also you know had some great EVPs and seen some visual stuff as well. So those those that want to, if you if you're looking for something to do on a Saturday night and Monday night, uh, David Flowers runs a, a a ghost tour out of there. And which is great for the families that are standing on the property so that they can um, have something for their kids and families to do is uh, it's very, you know, high level, how how to ghost hunt, what equipment is used. He goes over how to, how to use the equipment and, and stuff like that. And, and it really, uh, it's really pretty cool. Um, Of course, now we stick around and we, we tend to investigate and do a lot more than what uh, a normal ghost tour would do, but. Right. Yeah, looking, but it's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, there's so, yeah, I am too. The thing is, I work at the museum. The thing is about Saturday is there were so many things going on. Um, I've had to cancel like two or three things uh, because of the uh, – Everything was going on Saturday night, but I, I, you know, I really wanted to do the the Manor House, and so that's why I'm that's why I'm going there, and and hopefully um, we'll have a good night, and hope hopefully some of the other uh, events that are kind of you know running into the same night can can. They'll they'll give us other opportunities here before Christmas to see them as well. Uh, oh yeah, bad that everybody is having their um what is it their um oh my gosh, Ryan's gonna kill me because I can't remember the name of it now. Yeah, the, help the, me the, out. Thanksgiving. No. Uh 
Oh my gosh! Give a ghost, ghost to give. <laughs> oh, oh, hold yeah, on. The, uh... What is it? Isn't that terrible? Like my brain just went boop. What happens when you get older? Yeah. Um, help me find, help me think of the event. I can't think of it right now, John. Um, David Flowers says he needs to hire you as his PR man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, when you when you do it and you and you go and you and you have a good time, yeah, uh, it's easy to talk about. It's sort of like uh, those that brag about their wives and husbands because they <laughs> they, they right. like they like it, but. Exactly. Uh, you know, if you didn't like your wife, <laughs> you might keep quiet when somebody <laughs> asks how things are going in your marriage. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, so we uh, not to compare the manor house with being <laughs> with being married, but. Um, that you know, it's a really, it's a really cool place. I, I highly recommend people um, check it out year round. Yeah. And uh, I know that not every Saturday night is there things going on in the paranormal world in the, in the state of Virginia. Believe it or not, there should be, but there's not always stuff yeah, going on. Yeah, that's true. I, I know all the. I'll say the big teams. Let's say it that way. Uh, there, there, there are large paranormal teams that put on a lot of events. Uh, there's three or yeah. four in the Virginia area, and they uh, they all tend to take a break in November yeah. and December from really doing a lot of things. But then things pick, pick back up in January. I mean, amazingly. Um, like Steve Dills at the uh, Hanover, uh, the Hanover um, uh, house there is uh, the Hanover Tavern. He's having a paraton. Oh, nice! And, and I have not tavern uh, yet. I would like to go. Um, I don't want to go by myself, but I would like to go um, to that. Same thing with Henricus. I would like to go to Henricus. I haven't been there like yet. There's the, a few. There's um, a few places I haven't been that I want to that, go to. To that. So. Like to go to Henricus. I'm try, I got some yeah, echoing going on here, off, but that's me. Off. So I apologize. You're trying to run three things at one time. That's why. I am. I'm trying to do on um, this one. You can't. It's hard to explain what I was trying to do, but anyway. Um, did did Ryan really ask you if you were wearing a swim cap? Yes, he asked me that question. I was trying to say hello to people, but right now it doesn't like let me comment to be able to. I don't think. I don't think it'll let me comment when people are trying to when people come in, like at like on my phone. It'll let me do that, but on the on the um. StreamYard, it won't let me do that unless I haven't figured that part out yet. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I'm still sitting here trying to learn, but I'll be all right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all good. Um, 
you know, with the, that that Paracon that's going on at Hanover Tavern in January, there is also a uh, an event at St. Albums the same weekend. And that's put on by uh, Haunted Nights with Lyle and Tana Lotz and Brandon Johnson. And, and they are doing a uh, – they're having the Tennessee Wraith Chasers come into St. Albums that night and do that. So that is just a one-night event, Saturday night at St. Albums. Um, I think I reached out to – the lady that runs that, I'm not sure, is her name Marcel? That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. I think I got, I'm supposed to call her tomorrow um, because I want her, I want to see if she'll come on my show. I mean, if she wants to, she, you know, she does, she does. But um, she was one that I wanted to see if she would come on the show. Yeah, I, and, I, that's you know, too. I had given you the name of somebody the other day. Um, right. What I was going to do was uh, this person is uh, was on a paranormal TV show, and okay. he lives here in central in, in Chesterfield, uh, Virginia. All right. And uh, uh, my friend Jeff was trying to – um, put a Google video of the of the episode so that you could watch it for free because uh, oh. he's in he's not in the whole thing he's in a you know it's like one of three stories or whatever that's in that and so he uh, it, it didn't come through. Uh, for some reason, it didn't work, and he's still trying to to, to get it for me. Um, and he would he would send me the link, and I would send you the link. You could just click on it and hear it or watch it. Okay. Uh, right now, if you go on YouTube and you push in that episode, I believe it's Paranormal 911. Uh, and we're okay. talking about uh, John Doc Likens, who's in um, who lives in Chesterfield. He was on um, episode five, and he has a really, really cool, cool story. And nice. So we were. Uh, I was going to see if you could get him onto your show. That episode is really is really cool to watch, and and that whole story. So yeah, that we'll, that would. Uh, I mean that that would be really good if I could if I could get that link and watch it. I do have um, Steve White is going to be coming on the show next Tuesday, and then the following Tuesday I have Sean Austin from Ghost Loop coming on. Okay. So good. he's going to be coming on the following, not this coming up Tuesday. The following he's going to be coming on. So I'm excited. I'm super excited about my guest lineup. So yeah, if if I can be put in touch with that, that would be wonderful. Yeah, um I'll you know, we'll make that happen and and uh, uh Doc, Doc's a good guy. So 
Uh, I'm I don't know if you know I haven't asked him whether he'd he'd appear like to appear, on, uh, but you know maybe maybe he will, and and people will be um, will be shocked at his story. Um, now, I I've recent you know uh, recently had a chance to uh, um, believe it or not, there are other things in the paranormal world um, besides the state of Virginia. Uh, the, I was with a, with um, our friend John Sullivan with Fredericksburg Paranormal at um, another event uh, that we had gone to, the placement of the flags for veterans, um, you know, uh, you know, a week or so ago. And we were talking about what, you know, where we're going in 2022, you know, because right. he had a chance to do a lot of things this year and go a lot of different places. And, and, and just in talking with him as far as what, um, what he, you know, what's going on and where he's going and his team is going, sounds really exciting. Um, and, you know, they do a lot of, uh, I guess, private events, but they will also be taking place and being um, uh, working with some of the, some other teams and at some events. Uh, places like uh, the Wayside Inn in, um, in Middleton uh, is going to be doing more paranormal events. So that's a place that everybody will want to check out. Uh, there are some other places getting ready to open up that we're going to have a chance to investigate for the very first time, uh, like there were this year. Um, several several places um, and people had a chance to investigate for the very first time this year. So that's uh, that's what we need more of. So we're not just doing the same places over and over and over again. Some of them, right. yeah, we need to do them here, but... Um, I swear you can do it in Rock Sullivan's on my show soon, too. Yeah, yeah. And John will have – he has always a lot of – he always – because he uh, is at Bell Grove Plantation so much, he experiences a lot of things on a weekly basis. I'm talking about he investigates more than anybody I know. I mean, when you do- yeah, you know who else I got coming on? John, oh my gosh, Van Steuben. I think I'm pronouncing his name. I know that's not his last name, but he's at the um, he's at Henricus. I got him coming on. I I don't have my calendar. Normally, I have my paper calendar sitting right in front of me, and I don't have it. So that's why I'm mixing up who's coming where. All right. So next. Tuesday is Steve White. I'm sorry. And then the following Tuesday is John Van Steuben. And then December 7th is Sean Austin. I apologize. I I had to look at my digital calendar. And then the 14th is going to be John Sullivan. And then, of course, back on the 21st is going to be you. You know, so that is my lineup so far. Gosh, I don't want to screw up my dates here. So, yeah. I had to I had to get yeah. into the calendar because I knew I was mixing up people. That sounds so, like a, well, a, you've got a great lineup of people getting ready to come on yeah, your show. I do, you know, and I'm looking forward to hearing about Henricus too because I have not been there. I haven't been there yet. I want to go there. Um, I pass by it 
enough times, you know, I want to be able to go there and experience that too. Yeah. You know, there there are places like uh, Bell Grove that are that are very active, and and people um, can in, can investigate there um, on kind of on a weekly basis if if you wanted to. Uh, yeah, I, I would go to the paranormal page and um, and check out when when their tours are and stuff like that, and and. Uh, the evidence that John um, presents almost on a weekly basis is is incredible. So okay, so they have where you can Bell Grove, you can actually stay there overnight. Do I got that yeah. right? Yes. Okay. It is a bed breakfast. It is the um, it is the uh, birthplace of James Madison. Um, and so that's how old it is. I mean, I mean, we're talking about pre, definitely pre-Civil War history, going all the way back to the 1700s. And so much, so much has happened on that property. But also, the, you know, you have the the main house itself has a lot of, a lot of activity. But they also have a place on the property that they've recently turned into a um, a gift shop, which is called the Caretaker's House. And for the long time, the Caretaker's House was just a kind of a, a house that they were going to renovate or something like that and eventually get around to it. And it was kind of in disrepair, to be kind. And... Uh, I mean, it was, it, you know, nobody could live there in, in the shape it was in, but, uh, you know, you could go in there and investigate. And so we, uh, you would always get, and still to this day, even though they've gone in there and, and put a, a nice gift shop in there and everything, it is really, right. it is really, really active. So, okay. I'll have to reach out to John Sullivan because that would that would, I would like to set that up like um, and maybe do a I don't know I like a day trip like I did with when I went to Shirley Plantation when and when I went to Berkeley Plantation. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how they how do they do. You know, Michelle uh, Donald is the uh, owner of. Um, of uh, Bell Grove, and okay. you know she she is uh, the one that kind of uh, dictates the rules as far as who you know when when she's going to allow ghost tours and, and tour, general tours. Um, I was kind of looking. See, no reservation is required for just a holiday mansion tour. So that's holiday mansion tours. I'm just I was just wondering if they had like a you know, like Shirley Plantation, you can just drive up there during their business hours, go there and visit, you know, and take the tour and and Berkeley Plantation is the same way. You can just go, you know, during the day and that's what I was sitting here I'm Googling as I'm talking to you, trying to see 
if they got like a day where you can just go there and pay for a ticket and they do a tour. Because I, like I said, I've never been there, so I don't know how that differs from Shirley and Berkeley. Well, so I was just. I, I think you would probably. I don't think they do normal tours. Okay. Um, but you could probably contact her, and she could probably line something up as far as. Uh, you know, do a kind of an informal tour of the house. Well, here it is. Um, Wednesday, historic mansion tours, Wednesday through Sunday, 1 to 4. No reservation required. Last tour starts at 3.30. So adults are 15 and children under 12 are 10. So they do a tour and guided 45 minutes to an hour tour through the mansion. That's great. Um and I didn't know they offered that. And and what John and them do is they do the paranormal tour that I, I, I can't remember if it starts at 8 or 9 o'clock at night and usually runs to about 10.30. Okay. Um, and what they do is uh, he we go to two or three places, um, there's uh because there are guests staying there uh, typically can't go upstairs to where the guest rooms are we'll uh, go down into the uh, what they call the summer kitchen in the in the um in the basement of the of the main house and then there's a, a kitchen building outside and then there is a um a the caretaker's house. And so between those three, John kind of goes in there and talks about it and just kind of does an investigation, mini investigation, um, while, you know, uh, for that hour and a half or whatever. Now, that, uh, it, it, it tends to go on. Um, John doesn't rush things. He, uh, you know, he encourages people, uh, you know, especially if they're having a good time that, you know, don't necessarily have to, you know, stay exactly to the, to the hour of the, uh, of the tour itself, but, you know, just kind of watching and seeing how things go. And if, if things are active and, and things are happening, then, then we, you know, he'll, he'll kind of let it continue. So, that's one of those places that people can go um, and check out, and I highly recommend it. We there are people that come. It was funny because he was telling me that there was a a couple that that actually ended up going to the wrong Bell Grove. They there's a Bell Grove in. Um, up in Middleton, up near the Wayside Inn. That's another historic Bell Grove plantation up there. And he said it was funny because the couple that went up there was from King George, where the original Bell Grove is at. So <laughs> they end up they end up going to the wrong Bell Grove, um, 
And so when you look at it online, you have to make sure you're looking at the one in King George. I've been to both, uh, but they don't gotcha. do any ghost investigations at the one in Middleton. Gotcha. Okay, so if I'm going to go to Belgrove, then i got to go as if I'm going to Port Royal, where that yep. restaurant is, right? I cut up through Tappahannock and take 17 all the way down. Do I have that right? Uh, you, you sound right on that. Okay. I, was on Googling on I was yeah, Googling you, that uh, as we were talking, and it's an hour and four minutes from my house, so... I'm thinking that I got that right. I would take, I would cut through Tappahannock, take 17 all the way up, and then there's that re, that old-fashioned type restaurant. I know it's down from there, so I know where that's at. Who knew? Yeah. Damn. I was going to say it'd be about about probably an hour from from where you live. So uh, we should make a date of that, John Stevens. Do I? I said we should make a date of that. Well, I'm always willing to go. I mean, it's, uh, you know, for a few weeks, it seemed, um, all the tours there stopped. And then they started back up again. And so I always have to check the... um, their their webpage or, or their Facebook page to make sure that they're doing stuff there. Now, I will say that uh, Michelle's son, Tyler, uh, has his own paranormal team as well. Um, right. He's a great photographer. Really, uh, uh, really got a, a good team. Him and him and Fredericksburg Paranormal. Um, they they do a lot of things together, and they go to a lot of different places together, but they also um, team up a lot of times with events that are going on at, at Bell Grove. Right. Well, I mean, like, we're already going to David Flowers. We're going to be with David Flowers Saturday, so we'll have to look at the calendar and, you know, see where we can hook up and go to Bell Grove. Because I, you know, I mean, I feel comfortable going by myself, but it's always fun when you go with me. We have fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, John makes it work, too. I mean, he's he's really, he he really takes, I mean, you have to consider that a lot of these people that are, they find out about the, the ghost tour somehow, or they. Right. Or maybe they're maybe their guests uh they're staying they've they've never done anything as far as like a ghost tour or or investigation or anything like that so he he has to show them like what the equipment is, what do you do, what do you say, and then right. of course it really is cool when you capture something uh, right that you and and show people evidence, and they know it wasn't fake because they were there, and they experienced right. it. David Flower says that if we do anything on a Friday night, to let him know. So, would you want to go to Belgrove with us? Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to. I'm all going to respond to that. 
I mean, we just all we'd have to do is just um, could uh, message uh, John and, and find out whether or not they're they're if they're doing something that night. Um, okay. If so, then you, I guess you go into the. I guess you could do that anyway. You could go into their, to their page and and. Um, well, I mean, we could. They have yeah, we could reach out to um to John too. David Flowers said that he would go with us on a Friday night. That would be fun. Have David Flowers oh, mean that's that would be a blast. Yeah, I mean, John, you know, I've been when there's been, including myself, and I was like, well, you know, I I like small groups. It doesn't matter to me as long as, you know, the the best time is when John and I went off back to the caretaker's house by ourselves and and investigated that, that creepy place by ourselves. That was that was really cool. It was you know really late at night after everybody had kind of. It was a small group anyway that night. That once they split, it was just him and I. And we, even Sandra, you know his other half on the on that team. Um, they, you know, she had to go take care of her child and and she left. And so John and I were left there to to investigate, um, which was which was really cool. Now, but I've also been like and. When he said a fair number of people, and like he posted a picture not too long ago, where he had about twenty some people in his group, and that's unheard of. I mean, it really is for that place. I mean, that, it's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's and and they can handle it. It was just like wow. I mean, that's kind of amazing, right? And and of course, I usually want to find out how did all these people find out about this, you know. Um, well, you know, and I've got a, a, a quick story to tell you. You know, my sister was uh, over that way this week, and she went into a um, a, an antique store right there, right before you cross over the bridge to go uh, go into um, King George, and um. He he had a sign up that says we have goats but they're friendly, and of course she immediately asked him and he said well he said he said uh, um, one of the ghost shows come there, he said people from, um, and he mentioned John Sullivan's Fredericksburg Paranormal has been there to do an investigation, and awesome. and she, she said um, you know my brother's really big into the paranormal and she, and he. He asked her what who who it was, and, and she told him, and and he has his own, um, you know, big Facebook page and stuff like that. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I belong to that. And it's like really a small world. <laughs> I know everybody um, knows paranormal events. I think I can't think of anybody that has not heard of your page. Well, you know, it's funny um, because I talk to people and I say, how did you find out about this event? You know, it's like I forgot what it was. It was something something I've done recently, and and I said, well, how did you find out about it? And they just, um, yeah, you know, they they usually found out about it on Facebook or their friends right. told them, or but it, it kind of 
you know, I, I want people to be able to uh, find all the paranormal events from my page. That way I can not only promote the events, um, but I have um, selfishly made a lot of friends. And it's amazing how many people that now that I've met a, at events, okay, I'm just talking about I've been at, uh, you know, maybe a uh, an investigation or a ghost tour, and you get to talking with them, and you and and you and you make good friends with them. You find out they're maybe from Northern Virginia or something like that, and then you go to another event and you recognize them, and there they are again. And you say, "Wow, you were at, uh, you know." You were at uh, Henricus or something like that, and then you, you see them all the time. Like, you see them at several events. I've met so many people yeah. that I've gotten to know. Sometimes now when I go to some of these events, I sit there and I know half the uh, half the uh, the group there, um, at least by their first name. You know, it, it, it's it's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I told John that we um, were talking about him on that mean you were talking about him and that we were planning on taking a road trip. <laughs> so yeah, he was yeah he was telling me that he he and and uh, we were talking that um, at the cemetery the other day when we were putting flags on the thing and he says that he really. Um, tries to get people to go to my page and find the paranormal events. And, uh, yeah. of course, you know, I, I really, I really appreciate page. that. Yeah. yeah so it, does it, um, David Flowers. He refers people to your page, too. Yeah. <laughs> I keep saying that I'm going to have some cards printed up and stuff, and I can hand people. Um, but, you know, nothing like word of mouth and, and people uh, promoting stuff. But, you know, it's, it's not something that I uh, I promote for myself. I I, I promote it uh, to uh, yeah to help myself to be able to keep track of all the events so that I don't miss them personally. But I right. I do have people that say, hey, you know, I found out about this event. I would have never found out about this event if it wasn't for your page. Right, and I was like, yeah, that's, I don't even know what people did before this. I really don't. That's very I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I had to do Facebook searches and 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 stuff like that to, you know, you go up and you look up, you know, transcend paranormal. What do they got? Oh, they got something going on. I better put that on my calendar and and you know, and something like that and. Um, You'll have to uh, fill John in about the uh, the Friday night that we want to go. Yeah, um, I am. I'm, I'm multitasking tonight. It's surprising that I'm not messing things up, but I've already messaged him and told him that we would like to come out on a Friday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and the reason why uh, is because we want – David Flowers to come out with us and he can do a Friday night. So that's where Friday is coming in at. So just tell us what we need to do. I know like with David Flowers, you know, his tour groups, 
you got to you got to call ahead of time and get your tickets and stuff like that. So I got to figure out all that stuff, all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean it's definitely uh, um, there has to be a there has to be one going on that night, and you have to you have to have a ticket and. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Michelle, you know, has to know who's coming and stuff like that. So it's it's good. Uh, we're, we're He'll definitely get us doing the, the I cut you off. I said he'll get us the info. <laughs> good. We got well, about six you know, minutes. Um, I put something on my page this week, and uh, it's it's not really related to Virginia paranormal, even though it is a little bit. Um, it was about uh, uh, the exorcist. And so I, I really like a, a podcast that's called um, Astonishing Legend. And they when they tackle a subject, and it doesn't always have to be paranormal, they go into really into depth. Well, their latest one is the true story behind the exorcist. And everybody's seen the movie or at least knows about it. But in the movie, it's about a girl, a young girl that gets possessed. And the exorcist is the, the priests that come and have to um, do an exorcism to rid her of this, uh, this demon. Yeah. And it was loosely based on a true story. Now, the true story is it actually happened to a young boy. And it happened, it started in um, northern Virginia or Maryland. And it ended up in, in St. Louis. And that's where the crazy stuff happened out there. And for those that really want to a really good read. Um, you would want to pick up a copy, and it's and it's a few years old, but he has a new edition that's out now. It's called uh, "The Devil Came to St. Louis," and it's by Troy Taylor, who has written more books on the paranormal than anybody you could imagine, and, he, and he's an incredible writer, and loves the paranormal, and has a big paranormal conference out in Illinois every year. Right and has been doing it for years, uh, but huh. he wrote a, he wrote the book um, where he de- he he goes into the real story, and it took him years to write this book, and he's put out a new edition where he actually names now the name of the of the person because the young boy uh, finally passed away. Um, he wasn't young uh, because all of this happens in the late 40s, early 50s. Uh, so he recently passed away, and then once he passed, he was able to legally mention his name. So uh, The Devil Came to St. Louis is the story of, the real story behind the movie The Exorcist. Uh, but there are a lot of similarities. And the only reason I say this is, is because in that Astonishing Legends podcast, there was the, they had the help of uh, in putting together this 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 podcast on this subject. They talked 
with um, one of the uh, the original priests. This this uh, interview took place 20 years ago. He's dead now. The junior priest that was there and what he experienced, and and to hear the hear to hear the interview that was 20 years old. Um, mm-hmm. Hear his what he experienced. Okay. So when you hear him say, like they'll say, "What well, can you tell us? What happened um, on this day, or something like that?" And he'll say, "Well, I was kneeling and praying by her bed, by his bed, and suddenly the the mattress rose up." inches off the off the springs and it started to and then the body started to levitate and and this is a priest that you hear on the audio explaining what was happening i mean you can't get any more credible than this this guy has remained a priest until the day he died and the and the priest that he supported was a priest uh, so you hear the the real things that they experienced, the real horror that, yeah, we saw it in the movie, but he experienced it much more terrifying in real life. Many, many things like um, the, the the child being speaking in a different language. The, right. Uh, the, the, uh, there was this big chest of drawers that weighed several hundred pounds. And this, this young boy only weighed like 115 pounds. This right. chest of drawers that that weighed about three three hundred pounds slid all the way across the room. Um, many times they were attacked by things in the room, flying off the shelves and, and hitting them and stuff like that. And to hear this, you're like, wow. Yeah, that's weird. You know, I saw a movie it, similar it, to that. Do you want to um, for the show part of it, like? I can get off of, like, I got 59 seconds with Blog Talk, but I can continue on StreamYard. So do you want me to, if I end Blog Talk and call you back on your phone with and stay through StreamYard, do you want to do that? Yeah, we can talk for a few more minutes. Yeah, that's, that's no problem. Okay. That's cool with you. So that way I don't run into Ryan's show. So I'll get off the air on Blog Talk. And then I'll call okay. you right back through um, StreamYard, and then we can just stay on StreamYard for a little bit longer. All right, okay. sounds good. All right, all right so I'm going to disconnect, and then I'll come. I'll call you right back. Yeah, you got my number, right? Yep, I do. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Thanks for coming on to, to Blog yep. Talk. <laughs> Thank you all, everybody. You're welcome. Talk to you in a second.
Here at the freaking awesome show studios, getting ready to uh, talk about Five Nights at Freddy's. It's a uh, little bit of a departure, well, a big departure. Uh, we talk about video, well, video games. Well, uh, we have on the show before, um, but uh, yeah, we usually talk about videos I've played, video games I've played, and uh, or at least heard about. Yeah, well, I mean, I've heard of Five Nights, Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, but apparently there's a whole universe and fan fictions and there, oh God. Oh. songs made up about Five Nights at Freddy's. Now the songs all slap. All the songs are so good. <laughs> are they bops? Are they good? Feel they're good? Yes, they're all good. Yeah. They're all so good. <laughs> so, uh, I know that it's, it's a takeoff of like, um, like Chuck E. Cheese. And those animatronics are scary to begin with. You know, yeah, how their their mouths move up and down, and you don't really pay attention to it. Uh, make sure I'm not on mute or whatever. <laughs> you don't really pay attention to how like freaky freaky they are as a kid. You know, you don't happy, care enough. Yeah. You just think they're alive. You're like, oh, no. cool. Yeah, exactly. You just happy to see them, even though they're just moving like this. Like, <laughs> and then tokens and hand go play the games. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of playing in the background like, where I eat your pizza and go. Bring tokens back 2021. <laughs> we need tickets. We get a, actually, I went to, I took Rihanna out for lunch the other day over the Chick-fil-A off Parham Road. And there is a Chuck E. Cheese over there. And I'm like, we got to take RJ over to Chuck E. Cheese sometime. Uh, we haven't been there. I've been there forever. We used to take our, you know, Rihanna there all the time when she was a little and, you know, I never went. I went there maybe a, a couple of times when I was a kid, but uh, I mostly went to uh, Bullwinkles. Um, but it was the same thing. Even Bullwinkles, a giant moose that talked and a squirrel that played a guitar, and it was just it was just weird. It just it's scary to think about those animatronics coming to life and coming after you. But I don't know the story behind <laughs> it. So that's why I have. Kimberlin here to fill us in, or those of you who don't know, 
Don't know what Five Nights at Freddy's is. Which I have a strong feeling about probably every person listening to this. But anyway, continue. I mean, you know. <laughs> I'm sure there are people who could debate you and be like, oh, well, I think I think this is this or that is that. Okay, okay, okay. So, but let me – let's start at the beginning. Okay. Very beginning of episode one, the first Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay. I was What's that say, about? I was about to say, because – so, like, just game-wise, so the whole thing of Five Nights at Freddy's 1 is that there is a listing in the newspaper for Freddy Fazbear Pizzeria. So these games, for, these games are, they're like, are they virtual reality, or is it somebody so, playing the computer? So, they did come out with a VR one that you could play. That I'm pretty. It was either called Help Wanted or it was like literally called VR something. But I, I want to say it was called Help Wanted, and you could go through like I think the first, second game plus mm-hmm. like other side games that came along with it for the VR one. But so they did come out with VR, but it is like, it it's all played as like um, just like on the computer. Is what it originally came out on. It's mm-hmm. computer, so yeah, technically it's for computer. So when you play these games, like, do you get scared? Or oh, absolutely. The, when I first when I played this location for the first time, I had literally thrown my phone when I got jump scared the first time because <laughs> it like I couldn't figure out what to do first yeah. off. Because, one, I play them on my phone, so it's kind of like a little extra sprinkle of hardness on top. Oh, you have to challenge yourself. And yeah. so, <laughs> so, like, I was trying to, like, hold the thing closed, but I was struggling really hard, so when it jumped up at me, I, like, threw my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely got scared from it. So, you, you get yourself, like, immersed in the game. You kind of forget that where you are. Like, it's like mm-hmm. you're, you're actually in, in the game. And, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it also kind of varies from person. Because I'm just like that. I'll get, like, really absorbed into something. But, yeah. I was – I watched these people, like, on YouTube and do these – to go back to VR, doing these games where mm-hmm. they're, like – they like, get really – like, get really scared. Like, oh, my God, freaking out. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, in my, I'll, I'll probably get this to remind myself that I'm not – you know, this is not real. Yeah. But uh, when you're into it, it's like holy crap! You feel like you're actually mm-hmm. in there. You forget that you're you're standing in your living room. Or yeah, whatever, you know. Especially with like the games where it's set, as it's like you you are meant to think that you're the person there. Like you're supposed to be stressed. Yeah. You you're supposed to feel like life or death situation. Well, it's like me when I watch horror movies. It's mm-hmm. like I forget that I'm watching a movie, and I feel like I'm there. And when I hear that, that music getting louder, you know, gets super loud, and you're like, you start getting like, oh, my God, some music, you know something's yeah. going to happen, you know? And like, you, you know you get, it's there. You get tense. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so I'm going to interrupt you there. But <laughs> it's fine. On a tangent. So you get a, you get a, a job application or something to so, go to? Yes, at the very, very start of the game, which I can actually show you because I do have the games, or some of them. Cool. Uh, let's see. I know. Okay, hold on. If I could just do that, please. Thank you. We're we're now looking at Kimmy. We play by play of what was going on here. We're now not play by play because through Kimmy's phone. They are so hard. Scrolling through all her apps here. There we go. Okay. Five nights at Freddy's. All right. So 
So starts off with a warning. Yes, it does give you warning. So. I mean, that bear is scary. I would not want my birthday card at his this house. This is Freddy. <laughs> We're looking at uh, Freddy here. I have a flash of him. I said his house, like he like is his home or something. Yes. So. Uh, so to not completely screw over all of me and Clay's progress, I did lie, and I'm just gonna pull it up with Safari, but uh, because <laughs> I don't want to delete all of the progress. But yeah, I don't, don't want to delete the progress. It took us so long to get to night five, and we still have yet to beat it. So when you talk about, like, you know, different, like, theories and stuff like that, do you uh, do you have, like, a like a group or something you guys so discuss things with? Not really. I have, like, probably – I got Clay into it. I, mm-hmm. like, I, I fully did that on purpose. I wanted to talk with it. And my friend's silent. But besides that, that's really the only – like two people I talked about and have with. Here it is. Okay. <clears throat> Family Pizzeria looking for security guards who work the night shift 12 a.m. to 6 a- Yeah, 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. Monitor cameras, ensure safety of equipment and animatronic characters. Not not responsible for injury slash dismemberment. 120 a week to apply. Call 1-800-BAS-BAS-BAS-BAS-BAS. <laughs> So if I saw a ad in the newspaper that don't said don't forget the creepy animatronic picture, you know, yeah. don't don't forget. Uh, what's the bear's name again? Freddy. Freddy. And it says not responsible for injury or, or dismemberment. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? And only pay one hundred twenty dollars a week. Mhm. You know, I'd be like, you know what? I I uh, I'll pass. Yeah. Not I'll worth the money. Unemploy- I'll take my unemployment check. <laughs> <laughs> not about, with all that. <laughs> yeah, just, just not. So that's probably a warning, a good, like, sign to be like, you know what? Maybe I should go to the next page of the want. want yeah, you know, might want to just get out there. one. But you appear, you appear to be a desperate person because guess what? You take, you a job. take the you job. Take the job. You need the money. You need, <laughs> actually, maybe you have some free pizza while you're at it. Maybe. Um, at least a discount, you know, hmm. employee discount. Who knows? So you... You start, like, you come into the office, you're there, like, loads up, and the tutorial, I love how this game does, like, tutorial stuff, because it's not like the class, they're like, oh, click here and pull this up. This is what you hear. Phone ring, phone ring, phone ring, phone ring. Hello, hello. Uh, So, well, you're the new security guard, and he, phone guy proceeds to, like, go and, like, so the, I was the come. I'm. I have to read this company manual to you, and proceeds to be like, please do not mess with the animatronics. Blah blah blah. Holds a special place in kids' hearts. Whatever. Anyway, they may wander at night. <laughs> oh what? <laughs> they may wander a little bit at night, but don't be scared. They just want to say hi. Uh, let's see. And he he proceeds to like just sh- tell you, check all the animatronics. It may not be that active on the first night. Don't like run all your power down because you know the building runs on AA batteries. So if you try to shut the door for too long, then you know aha, there goes your power and you are screwed if it's not close to 6 a.m. Because like there, if let's say all of your power shuts down and it's five. There's a small little song that plays 
And you just need to hope while that song, little song is playing, it rolls around to 6 a.m. because you will get killed if not. So the, uh, the order, the point of the game is to stay alive yeah. all night long. Yes. And there's a, is there a particular reason why the um, they're trying to come alive? What's the purpose? So, like, in Phone Guy's little introduction thing, he says it's that, like, just a wiring thing that, like, they used to be allowed to walk around before the bite of 87. And, like, since then, they weren't allowed to walk around anymore. And so it's just like, oh, yeah, we need to walk around a bit. Now, haha, it's a, a lot of people are like, no, I'm pretty sure it's actually confirmed that the reason they get they're alive and move around is because they are possessed by the souls of the dead kids <laughs> that William Afton killed and, like, put their souls into the suits, and so the suits are kind of, like, come alive at night. Well, why would they kill people if they're possessed by kids? So, uh, like, the main kind of, like, theory or thought for that is that they think you're William Afton, their killer. Oh. And so they're like, ha, ha, screw you. As I always thought they, they killed a person to put them into a fucking suit. Oh, yeah, they, no, they do. What, so. Sorry, I made an F word there. Actually, I don't care. But. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Um, again, also gets said in, like, phone guys' whole thing. That's scary. Part part there. Like, they think told, that uh, you are an endoskeleton without its suit and will try to forcibly shove you into a Freddy Fazbear's company suit. Now, that wouldn't be so bad if the suit didn't have wires, cross beams, and other uncomfortable things, especially around the facial area. Yeah, that would not be comfortable. I can't quote that from heart. <laughs> um, I'm looking at the bear now. Excuse me, it creeps. Mm-hmm. It's um, me. I'm going to look up a picture real quick to show you, but... FNAF 1, game over screen. Here we go. So that's what it looks like, the game over screen is. So it's the Freddy suit. You're in the spare parts room, uh and that's what it would look like if you were to be stuffed inside a Freddy Fazbear suit. Freddy Bear suit. And he says that, like, you know, your eyes would probably, like, pop out or something because of the pressure in there. Wow. Mm-hmm. How many characters are there? So in the first game, there's Freddy, Bonnie, Chica, and then there's Freddy, uh, not Freddy, Foxy, who comes out, only starts coming out on the third night, I believe. And then there is a kind of like secret character who's Golden Freddy, but that's all there is in FNAF 1. So when you're, when you're, you're doing this, playing the game, mm-hmm. like... Is it you have to get through five nights and then you win the game? So, so you get to reach each night, each character has a night? Not necessarily. So, like, you have the first night, which is, like, your introduction night. It goes by decently quick, and they don't really do much. Second night, phone guy calls again, gives a little, gives a little like, rundown thing, which I love phone guys calls, by the way. They're so fun. But um, then, like, they all become kind of active. Freddy typically stays on the stage for the first three nights. And then four and five will move. Foxy comes in around, like, the second or third. 
but they do typically all move at least fourth and fifth night. They all do move. So you're like you're. In it's your... kind of like they slowly ease you into all the characters. Yeah. And pretty soon, like four or five, you're like, oh crap, they're everywhere. Yeah. What is? What do you think is the scariest character in the? the so, first in my opinion, like I don't really find them necessarily scary. If I had to pick one, I'd say probably Golden Freddy, just because you never actually see him. His, like, kind of face, like, will just flash occasionally. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why i say that. Hardest, though, I would say Foxy, because what there's a very specific way to dodge him, and if you don't, then you're, then you're dead. Because he peeks out occasionally, and then one time you'll check his camera, his curves will be open, he'll be gone, and you have about a second of time to close the camera and shut your door before he comes. You have a crash reaction time. You do. Now, I say, like, you have a second, but what you do is you check the hall camera, see he's running for you, and then it starts, like, the, like, second and a half you have to close the door, mm-hmm. which I'm so glad I figured that out because I figured out that, like, if you don't check the hall camera, it doesn't really trigger him. Well, not that it doesn't trigger him. It's that, like, it doesn't register that he's running at you yet, so you have a little bit of extra time to close the door. So it says that for Microsoft Windows from August 8, 2014, for mm-hmm. Android and iOS on August 27th and September 11, 2014. Mm-hmm. So the first game revolves around a character named Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt, mm-hmm. who begins working as a night security guard at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza, where the animatronics move at night and supposedly kill anyone they're seeing, stuffing them into a space fair animatronic suit. Animatronic movement is claimed to the player as a purposely programmed free roaming mode to prevent the animatronics server motors from locking up. So, mm-hmm. so they just sit there and they'll lock up and they won't be to work anymore. Yeah. The person must survive from 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. They cannot leave the room and must use a camera system and two doors with lights to fend up themselves, their self, mm-hmm. themselves from the animatronics with limited power to use their tools. Yep. Uh, Mike is fired from his job after the seventh night for tampering with the animatronics, body odor, and general unprofessionalism. Correct. So... There's the five nights, you complete those, gear checks, like, things. Then it unlocks the sixth night, which is you go back, and then if you beat the night, you get a little screen that says, thanks, here's a little bit of extra money. By the way, you're fired. <laughs> we don't like you. <laughs> you're tampering with the stuff. And then that unlocks a seventh night, which is, which is called custom night mm-hmm. where you can go in and like customize the like hardness levels of each animatronic. Oh, wow. So on this game, there's, um, I think it's 10, 10, 10, 10 mode. I think. Mm-hmm. Do that or like 24 times mode, but basically it's where animatronic is on its hardest setting and it's really impossible to beat. But anyway, have you done it? Have you tried it? <laughs> no. Me and, me and Clay haven't even been able to get past the fifth night. Oh, I Anyway, but yeah. So after that, same year, actually, um, 
Five Nights at Freddy's 2 came out. Now, have you played that game? That I have. Now, I, so you know how if you know, I just obviously show you that me and Clay have, you know, the fifth night done. For... We're looking at her phone now again. Now, there's three characters on the front screen now, the bear, duck, and the so this duck. Is... No, that foxy? Chicken. <laughs> oh. So this is Tooth of the Chicken. We have this, or sorry, sorry, no, no. This is Toy Chica. This is Toy Chica. Toy Chica. Toy Bonnie and Toy Freddy. We've only got to night three because this game, compared to the last one, amped up considerably. So it's harder. I'm like, hard on still connected. It's it you? Oh, no, I. Damn, should bring some coffee. Mm. There we go. So, so we're not watching the uh, the game Five Nights at Freddy's Part Two. So, She's on night three right now. That camera is so freaky. Mm-hmm. Like there's, uh, don't forget, this Daddy. music goes on the entire time. This, like, dream noise? Yeah. Yeah. Poor Mangles. Mangles is awkward. Jesus. So, yeah, I, I would... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> so, a giant fox. I guess that was Foxy jumped, jumped out at us. Scared that was Foxy. The, scared the living crap out of us. Um, um, so, basically... The scrapped versions of the animatronics from the first game are in the parts and service room. And then the new animatronics are called the toy version. They're the toys. So, you know, we have Toy Freddy and Toy Bonnie Chica. Mm-hmm. There's, there was also supposed to be a toy version of Foxy who was constantly taken apart by kids and stuff. And the and the employees got so tired trying to fix it that they were like, you know what? This just to take apart what's back together attraction. Mangle does not deserve that. I love Mangle. Mm-hmm. Mm. But anyway, there's also Balloon Boy, who's a new animatronic in Snap too, and his sole purpose is to be annoying and take your battery. Anyway. Balloon Boy sucks. No, you don't, like you don't like Balloon Boy. Absolutely not. Uh, the players must survive at night shift at the new and improved Freddy Fazbear's Pizza Restaurant from 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. without being attacked by any of the animatronics that wander from room to room. In addition to the animatronics from the first game, which are depicting a deteriorated state, the game features several new antagonists who can be fended off using different tactics. The explanation given for the animatronics' behavior during the game is similar to the one from the first five lessons Freddy's. The protagonist is a new character, Jeremy Fitzgerald, who is promoted to daytime security or after the sixth night, being replaced by Fritz Smith in the custom night. In the game, an unknown employee calls Jeremy to give him hints on how to survive each night while taking up talking about the restaurant's history, similar to the phone guy in the first game. During these calls, it is revealed that the restaurant has become a subject of a police investigation due to various rumors. It's also impossible to access hidden... Is, uh, sorry. It's also possible to access hidden Atari-style minigames that provide further insight on the restaurant's troubled past. In 
Kimmy came back with the book. <laughs> I forgot I had this. It's the Five Nights at Freddy's the book, Freddy the Files. Freddy Files. It holds, I kid you not, like a information Perfect. about the every game in here. So different, like it's like a cheat book almost, or a code where it just helps you. It's not really cheap. It gives you a guide. A it guide has book. literally just everything about the game, like rare scenes, game strategies, theories, lore points, the mini games. It literally has everything. Anyway, it's like, like an immersive universe. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it takes you into Five Nights at Freddy's 3 here. Have you played this one? So... Um, no. I have, like, watched it multiple mm-hmm. times, but I have not played it. So it just keeps going down. Five Nights at Freddy's 3 came out in 2015. Five Nights at Freddy's 4 came out, this came out, Janu- Five Nights at Freddy's 3 came out January 3rd, 2015. Five Nights at Freddy's 4 came out April 27th, 2015. Uh, then you got the sixth one, uh, which is Sister Location, and then Pizzeria Simulator came out after that. Sister Location came out in 2016. Pizzeria Simulator came out in 2017. There's a lot of games to play. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of stuff. So Circus Babies Pizza, Pizza <laughs> World, was never open due to a gas leak. <laughs> oh, I love Sister Location. So... With FNAF 3, the other two have been in the Pizzeria setting. Mm -hmm. FNAF 3 changes, and it's like, so, the other locations, aha, you know, we're closed down due to the possible murders there, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so, they wanted to open a horror attraction based on the old pizzerias. And, oh, they had found, like, all these, like, relics of from the old places and all this stuff. And surprise, surprise, you were the security guard for the attraction. Now, there's only one active animatronic in this game. But it's, like, his name's Springtrap, and also, like, Suppose like William Afton, uh-huh. his he died in the suit. But anyway, um, and he comes after you so aggressively, and you also have to reboot things if they go down, like the air vents or something. Yeah, it's like you have to reboot it immediately. Um, there's a lot of things with that game, and I there so there is a whole secret little, like, mini thing in that game that you would have to be purposely trying to look for and find, because if you didn't, you would never even know it's there. Like, you have to, like, click on, like, pictures in certain mm-hmm. rooms. There's a little, there's a tile in, like, the in the room you're in that is actually a keypad that you can type onto. Oh, wow. To unlock things, which you would never, never notice. Because they are literally hidden, like you would never know. FNAF 4 F, takes place in a child's bedroom. You're playing as Cece, or crying child, and 
there's a lot of things going on here that are just so, so confusing. Because, so, you're, you're playing as just a little kid. Like, mm-hmm. he's, I want to say, six. I could be wrong on that, but we're going to go yeah. with six. And you have, like, clips at the beginning of, it's in 8-bit. It's all in, like, little 8-bit thing. Like all like oh. old video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you start off in a Taria. Is that not, scary though? Oh no no here. So it's not scary at all because it's it's, it's, it's a complete contrast. Well I wouldn't say that but <laughs> um for eight or hello, can I spell please? P3 background. Images. So, like, you're starting off here, and you're roaming around yeah, as like this a little really, kid. Like, a, like an Atari, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you kind of roam around there for a little bit. Um, and then it gets discovered that it's leading up to the little boy's birthday. But I'm, I'm just going to give this whole part here now. By the end of it, on, like, the last day. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. On the last day, his brother, who I, I've i always assumed it's Michael. Mm-hmm. We're just going to say it's Michael for the sake of it. And his three other friends, who were all Chris's bullies, lift him up. And he, because Chris, CC was, like, terrified of the animatronics. Mm-hmm. I hated the view of them. Lift him up to the animatronic's mouth and goes, give Fred Bear a kiss. Anyway, that's how CC's frontal lobe gets crushed and he dies. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he gets put his... That holds him up to there. He's a mask. The, 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 the kids wearing the mask yeah. look like they're like part of a cult. So, Although, yeah, that's the thing. All of the, the four bullies wore the like mass of the FNAF of the FNAF one animatronics. Yeah. Which fun fact lore timeline wise, FNAF four happened first, canonically happened first. Because it's set in nineteen seventy I think, right? Right It's set in I wrote a whole essay on this. Why can I not? It's we're gonna go with nineteen seventy. And FNAF 1 was, like, 1980s. So what was that came out that was 1970s again? FNAF 4. So, okay. So, canonically, like, timeline-wise, it would be the first game, lore-wise. So, that's, that's one. So, that's why it's 8-bit. Um, or Atari-bit, almost. You could also, like, there's also another scene where you, like, walk around, like, the house um, of the little kid. And, like, every time right before you get put back into, like, the legitimate game. So is that if you die, you get put, in the, you get put into the, the guy's mouth or what? No, 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 So, well, first, look, here's the house. Um, so that's, like, your room, I guess you could say. And every time right before you get put into, like, the physical game of having to look for the animatronics, tie from them, um, you get scared by Michael jumps out from somewhere. And it's not, it's not like scary. He like yeah. slides out. It's like 8-bit, but 
you know, points point taken. He didn't get put into the game. And so then you got to, like, repeat that, beat it, and then kind of, like, rinses to repeat that up until mm-hmm. the final day where the frontal load gets crushed. But, yeah, that's kind of a four for you. How do you avoid getting your frontal lobe crushed? You don't. So, no matter what. CC was the first kid to ever be killed by animatronic. It's, and this is at his house? Yeah. So. Right, Julia, how did how the animatronics get into his house? Oh, 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 okay. So, with the whole, like, actual physical, like, FNAF part where you're trying to send off animatronics. Mm-hmm. Some are like, it's a delusion. He's in a coma, and he's, like, seeing the animatronics. Yeah. And then, like, replaying what what's happened to him leading up. He's, like, in a coma from getting his frontal lobe crushed. Oh. I mean, you're dead. Hmm? You need to find a little mountain. I mean, you're, like, your head's crushed? Yeah, no, CC always dies. Like, okay. that's, that's always... Ha- if you're getting your frontal lobe crushed because you're in a coma, that means you're kind of still alive. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get your frontal lobe crushed, all it's crushing is, like, your organization and, like, planning-type skills. Oh, okay. That's what your frontal lobe holds. I got you. Um, but anyhow, so, another thing is, like, I kind of, ah, here, talk, my voice. So, this, we're going to Five Nights at Freddy's sister location now. That is what it gets. Is it a spinoff of? Ravenous and Freddy's, or it's the same thing? I thought there was water in my cup. This Hawaiian punch. Yeah. <laughs> from like three days ago, maybe last week sometime. Yeah. You're really texting me at that much. It was fine. Um, okay. It's so hard to talk for a long period of time. No, that's literally. Just, yeah. That's what happens. When I do the, the Supernatural News, I'm reading articles at the end of the night. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't talk anymore. <laughs> well, now I know why you asked me to do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, I got to stand up. Um, so, for now, sister location, it's not a spinoff. It's actually technically a continuation. Okay, okay. Basically, playing as Michael Afton, a.k.a., like, the killer of C.C., William Afton's son, you know, whole oh. thing. Also, spoilers once again, would like to mention that Circus Baby, the, like, leader of the Fun Times or the animatronic series for social location, yet is possessed by Elizabeth Afton, if that's clicking with you. Is that his daughter or his wife? Sister. sister. <laughs> Little sister. Like I should mention, the entire Afton family is dead. They all have canon deaths within the lore. Um, so you're playing as Michael. Go through, like, the first day. And this game is extremely interactive, like, much more than any of the other ones. You can actually move through the pizzeria. Oh, wow. And it's like you're wanted to do that. They're like, oh, but this night, now going to Circus Babies, the second night, it's like, oh, yeah, we need you to crawl through Ballora's Gallery and fix something. Like, it's so, extremely yeah, interactive, yeah. explorative. Have you noticed, like, each game it's getting better? It's also probably one of the scarier ones. Well, 
I guess because you can get around the different, you can like move around and it's just more oh, it's opportunity. Not even that. It's the fact of how the jump scares are. Because like with most of them, you are put into completely dark settings. Mm-hmm. Whereas like with Valora's, you have to crawl, run, and then listen out for her music. She roams around and she's attracted to the sound. Mm-hmm. And so you have to run, stop, listen for her music, and like it. And like it's very like immersive. The closer she gets, the louder it gets. And like as she slowly moves away, it gets a little bit lower. Like farther off into the distance. But she like I jumps and screams at you. It's terrifying. I'm pulling up a thing so I can show you. Valora mm. jump scare. Um, here we go. You will now be required to crawl through the Ballora gallery using the vent to your left uh, to reach the Ballora. It is recommended that you stay low uh, to the ground and reach the other side as fast as possible as to not disturb Ballora. I will deactivate myself momentarily yeah, as to not create an auditory disturbance. Deactivating. I'm actually getting scared. Get tense, you know. Perfect. You know something. I know something's going to happen. Turn her lights off. Make it more <laughs> scary. So we're in a dark room now. You don't see much. How much of a flashlight? I'm kind of backing away here mm-hmm. from the uh, screen. So you hear my voice in the distance, like I'm in the other room. Probably because I am. So it comes. The music's getting louder. Wow. Her face opens. All of their animatronics in this location, they jump scare you, and then, like, their face like, pop open. That was freaky. I think if I was closer to it, I would probably be like, oh, my God. I, I do feel like FNAF 4 probably also tops pretty well. So I think, I think like, each time it's got to be better. Mm-hmm. Jump scare's got to be better because it's, like, yeah. you, you kind of think stuff like, oh, yeah. okay, you gotta, so you got to keep the surprise going. Um, have you played Help Wanted? Have not. I um have not, but I have seen it. Help Wanted again. It is okay. So a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's FNAF like five or like FNAF six or whatever." It like Scott Cawthon, the creator of the game, has been like, "No, it's not FNAF six, but it's essentially a continuation." Because there's a lot of lore things in it. And literally at the end, there's Henry, who, like, worked with William to start the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like, this is where it ends. This is it. We're done. And, like, lights the building on fire. But anyway. Um, but wait, there's... And that's kind of... It's security Breach is brand new. This came out in August. No, Which no. I hadn't even thought of. 21. I don't know what... I saw this. Yeah. Like, I haven't even thought it came out yet, but, all right. So, I haven't seen anything on that. I, well, okay. It doesn't have a date, though. It doesn't have a date, so maybe it hasn't come out yet. Uh, August 20, 18, 18, 2019, on the first 
Games' fifth anniversary, Cawthorn posted a new image on his website, teasing the tenth installment of the series. It shows a mega pizza plex containing a laser tag arena, an arcade, a large cinema, and a Freddy Faz Fair's pizza restaurant. You think people like the government would look into this place <laughs> and be like, you know what? Every time all a place these, like this is open, all these people are dying. There are mis- missing kids. Missing kids. <laughs> Uh, you know, maybe maybe something they should look into this. They should kind of like like you would think they would give up at this point. In the main square, eighty style versions of Freddy, Chica, and four completely new animatronics can be seen playing for an excited crowd. On September twenty ninth, two thousand nineteen, Kyle website was updated with a new teaser featuring Glamrock Freddy. This is two thousand nineteen. Uh, so and it's just two years ago, and that's what I know. That's not for. I just I was looking through the book. <laughs> Glamrock Freddy and was followed by an updated teaser featuring the character Vanny from Help Wanted as a Shadow. On March 24, 2020, another teaser featuring a brand new alligator-like character was posted, later revealed to be called Montgomery Alligator. On June 12, 2020, another teaser was released featuring the game's protagonist and an unnamed female security guard. On August 7, 2020, a teaser of Nanny was released. One day later, Scott revealed the characters Glamrock, Chica, and Roxanne Wolf via Reddit. Uh, October 27, 2021, during a PlayStation State of Play, a new trailer was showcased during the other Glamrock animatronics, as well as gameplay and custom and outcut scenes. In addition to showcasing uh, mechanics completely new to the um, series, the game's release date was also revealed to be December 16, 2021. So, look at this. One month from the day it comes out. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I totally planned that, too. Just kidding. I did not plan that. But, yeah, one month from the day. I haven't got a canal yet. I'm going to have to see if anyone's going to play this on it. The so game's release date know. was also revealed to – well, it hasn't come out yet. It comes mm-hmm. out in a month. One month from the day. Oh, I heard that wrong. Yeah. September 16th. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Hmm. So, of course, they have they spin-off, FNAF World. Oh, there's so many FNAF fan games. Some of them are really good, too. And uh, it's, yeah, it's just good through all these different things. They have uh, FNAF in Space or Freddy in Space, Freddy in Space 2, Fury's Rage. Oh, this one's Special Delivery? It is, you know how there's Pokemon Go? Yeah. It's like that, but for FNAF, and you're trying to have to hide from the animatronics. While, while, you, while you're driving around, while you're, like, in real life? Yeah, it's essentially Pokemon Go, but scary and FNAF. So it should be somewhere, if you see kids hiding for no reason, they're probably playing special delivery. Probably. Pretty sure that's what it's called. Also, you hide behind tree. What is, what, where's Kimmy go? <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was, it was special delivery. That's what it was. An augmented, an augmented reality game. Can talk for a second. <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's special delivery was announced on September 13, 2019. The game was released for free on iOS and Android on November 5, 2019. I wonder, I wonder how many people played that. So, then you get into books. They have different. Oh, never mind. Different. I will just call it Finance Apprentice AR. I don't know. It's a special delivery. I don't know. You, you got into the books, right? You've read the books? Yeah, I have the first 
four, I believe, and I've read the I think I'm on the third or fourth one. So what do you what is there in the story that would so, lead it to being into a book? Basically what it is, one book has three separate stories. Mm-hmm. And the books contain lore stuff. Like in one of the books there's something called the Cassidy Code where you discover a, like a character or like one of the dead kids um, and like stuff about that which is what's apparently like extremely hard to find and stuff. There's like there's possibly more stuff in the books that are hidden. Um, there's so anyway back to what I was saying. In like the books there's three stories. They each take up like a third of the book. And typically the cover of the book, mm-hmm. or, like the cover art, is what the first story is on. So you could, you could like get to a part where it's like finally like everything's like, oh yeah, this is still FNAF. Welcome to Scary Time. So I got the blue stick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love the books. I think they're very good. So is it like, was reading the books, does it help with the continuation of the stories? Is it going to like go? So... Or is it just kind of a, a separate thing? You don't have to read the books. It's more the like if you wanted more FNAF-related things, you would read the book. Like, you could get by fine just playing the games. But it's kind of – I'm trying to remember the word it. <laughs> like, the books are, are a fun read and interesting to, like, learn more about, like, if you're like me and really like mm-hmm. immersing yourself in the story and the timelines and stuff, learning stuff about that and other things that were done. Like in the first book, there's a small little animatronic dog thing that like could apparently have been like one if you got enough tickets. And it was like programmed to like help you with anything and have like the best tech and stuff. Named and his name was Fetch. Anyway, that did not end very well, but you know. Wow. There was supposed to be a movie, but apparently it's hit some snags. It was announced in 2015, but still. No, no, no. Okay. So, <laughs> I was just trying to figure out CC's age, mm-hmm. as one does. Yeah. And I'm looking up. I'm finding it. And I kid you not, it pulled up with Five Nights at Freddy's, 1987 film, Disney film. And I kid you not, I, like, I literally was like, I went to Disney Plus and like stream for myself type in FNAF or Five Nights oh, at Freddy's. Oh, there's like on streaming right now or, uh, yeah. You know, when they go check, but it yeah, wasn't there. How's that? You, yeah, I think you would know if anybody's, if there's a Five Nights at like, Freddy's movie. I would, yeah. Yeah, oh, oh, okay. Like, they snuck one under the radar. Yeah, like, literally. Oh, no one's gonna this. <clears throat> this is the exact thing I found. Evan Asin, by the way, his name is not Asin. CC's name was never confirmed. It never was. Like, there's never anything leading to his name, but anyway, sorry. Is the main protagonist of the 1997 animated Disney film Five Nights at Freddy's 4. He is a nine-year-old boy and the younger brother of Michael. From time to time, he suffers nightmares of the animatronics, but his stuffed animal, Red Bear, is there to teach him how to confront his fears. Uh, excuse me, Red Bear literally has killed him, but anyway. Can you imagine? If like you saw the Walt Disney thing and it's Five Nights at Freddy's and yeah, it was like it was, like an animated like fucking yeah, like and then my friend even like looked it up and was like, "Are you kidding me? Is this a joke?" <laughs> like we, were, 
I I start you you could ask Clay. I was hyperventilating because I was just laughing so hard. <laughs> Such like a like and a Photoshop looked, deal. Yeah, and we me and Clay looked it up on YouTube and we found like these little clip things and like a song from it. And honestly, the song was a bop. I can't even lie. But anyway, it was a whole experience. <laughs> that's 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 crazy. That it was that guy the guy who directed. Um, Home Alone was supposed to be was supposed to direct it, but that's really? when, yeah, Chris Columbus. Hmm. He also he also uh, directed uh, Potter movies. Interesting. Yeah, so I'm not sure what that would have done. Like he's more a family family movie director. Um. So hit a snag. I'm not sure what's going to happen with the movie, and I don't know. Maybe the farther you get out, get away from, like farther down you get, the more. Do you think it's still as popular as it was, or do you think if the movie came out, mm. like there was a World of Warcraft movie that came out like a few years so, ago, it's not as when we came came out with World of Warcraft, maybe wasn't as popular as it once was. I think if it was still back when it was extru- extremely popular, like people buying T-shirts, it like, do like yeah. really well. I I mm, I can't say they do like amazing today. I, I feel like people would watch it, but it's not like and the on, in the theater would be yeah. filled. It's like just a bunch of like obviously like FNAF fans. Yeah, it's like very clear. Like yeah, you're doing it for them, anyways. The, <laughs> the workers there would look out the window and be like, "Oh no, it's oh, today." Yeah, <laughs> people dressed up as Freddy, Freddy Fazbear. And like we, I don't think it would come for like. Oh, this is, I want to see the lore and fly and blah blah blah. It's like just memories mm-hmm. at this point. But you know, because Scott Coffin had a little bit of a scandal, but you know. You think? Oh, I think like the, the part, the best part about the game itself is the fact that you can you're part you're 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 actually playing the game. Is you're you're in control. Yeah, you're immersed. And watching other people play it, it's like it's. I don't know, or they can't really play it, but I guess you'll be, be attached to the character who's in the movie and maybe you get a more background background of the character itself or, like, if it's a family. Yeah, I feel or, like, so you feel like if I were to get a FNAF movie on, if you could only have it based off of one of the games, I would want it to be either FNAF, FNAF Socialization, because we know it's Michael, we watch him deteriorate. Because spoiler, he gets scooped or killed mm-hmm. by the animatronics, and then like there's little clips of him like walking, and then like it stops. And then like the next time it plays, he gets like until the final one where it plays it, and he's like fully purple and like falls into a sewer because he's a rotting corpse. But anyway, um. So, like, I feel like that'd be interesting depressing to game. Seen, like, developed. Either that one or FNAF Pizza Sim. Because, like, the whole point is, like, you get offered, like, hey, you should come, like, do this. We'll give you a place for electricity and stuff. Mm-hmm. Build a pizzeria from the ground up. And, like, that's what you do. You have to make the pizzeria, but then there's also, like, the all FNAF elements where you still got to, like, fight off animals. Kind of like Roller Coaster Tycoon or whatever. You, you build, like, 
you build different uh you you add like you have to do like the finances and stuff and yeah. you do, you know. like you play the game and you're like, Oh, this is really cute. This is kinda cute, so you're not really like the other one. Yeah. And then it switches and you're in an office and you're like, Oh dear And then it gets God. dark. And you're like, Oh dear God And I was I got started getting like really tense just watching that clip. Mm-hmm. So I will probably not play Five Nights at Freddy's. Ever. I wanna make you watch FNAF with me now. No. You should. I'm scared. No one will ever watch it with me. Well, get your mom to. She likes that stuff. She won't watch it with she me. She likes that stuff. For now, we're getting it. Now they're getting into the songs. There's, of course, they have fan universe, fan verse. The first time I carved a pumpkin with Kimmy, she actually carved a uh, character was from Five Nights at Freddy's. I don't know what it was. <laughs> Do you remember what it was? Um, do you remember what it was supposed so, to be? I have a video of it. I just don't know where. I so I don't know if I've ever done one for Sabath. I did do one for Venue and Ink Issue where I made Alice and made little like play play your horns. <laughs> Let's see if I can find it. But so find it here would be like 2017 maybe. All oh, Jack Lennon with Kimmy. Let's see here. I mean, so I thought you said what it was. We just. We're not really sitting there. I wish I had that coffee thing That'll still. Be fine. <laughs> I could swore it was like a five nights at Freddy thing you're still you trying to do. So I yeah, I did Alice I did Alice Andrew from the Knee and the Ink Machine. Oh, uh, okay. That's really like, I like had those like little horns and like the yeah. the pack. That's how young you look in that picture. Oh god. Looks so weird. Uh-huh. Well, uh we're almost out of time, so any any closing like remarks about Five Nights at Freddy's? Mm, I I guess not. There's not much to say. But not that like physically like game related. Yeah. Like Phantom stuff, which God, that's a whole that's a whole other thing. So it's what is one of those games where it's like you you play it and you're like totally immersed in the in the universe and mm-hmm. some of the games sound really depressing. Oh, you yeah. know, okay. um, very dark and uh, makes me worry about you. And uh, we'll call the psychologist say? tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you for coming on the show and talking about. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, of course, um, of course. Next week we we are talking with uh, the folks from Paranormal Visionary, <laughs> and uh, they are new a new group in town. Uh, they came out to the cabin uh, uh, back in October, and they uh, they actually got some compelling evidence, a nice photograph Ooh. of uh, something in the window, and I'll talk to them about that, some of how they got started, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's going to be good to get talk to someone who's getting kind of just getting started in the paranormal. And, uh, you know what Kimmy says? There's a whole show about FNAF. 
Anyway, next week we'll back to our regular Yeah, right, back to our schedule. regularly scheduled. You know, we're going to go back to the actual stuff now. It's good to uh, talk about See, I hear you talk about, about it all the time. Like, you know what? If we're going to talk about it, let's go hardcore into it and just talk, just get it all out. And people who don't know about it. Yeah, I mean... And we didn't we didn't get into the music or anything. And we didn't really talk about the books that much. If we had a two hour show, we could probably do that. But I'm tired. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off here and uh huh, just relax. Hope you guys have a great night and we'll be back here. Same freaking awesome time. Same freaking awesome channel. Hope you have a good night and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.